we can only give so much. We actually need to like fill up our own cup. If we're giving out of ourselves all the time, at some point, you know, we are going to reach our own breaking point. And once we, once we break down, like, you know, we don't really know like what we need. Hello and welcome to It's a Journey podcast. How are you healing today? Your host, Stephanie Naidu welcomes guests from different parts of the globe with professional expertise in health and holistic wellness. Holistic means physical, emotional, social and spiritual well-being. So what do all of our guests have in common? It's their dedication to help us with our healing journey and personal development. Let's dive into this new episode with our special guest and explore the answers in order to continue our personal journey's exploration towards healing and self-love. Chad Chui is an artist in Singapore who has been painting since childhood. In college, she pursued journalism while maintaining her interest in art, history and the metaphysical. She has worked as an editor, illustrator, publisher and museum educator. Motherhood led Janet to uncover a spiritual gift and re-embrace painting and her interest in the unexplained. She has studied Reiki, Alpha Alignment, Astrology, Light Language and Sacred Geometry and attended Joan Valo Melchizedek's program Awakening the Illuminated Heart. In 2016, she created the Self-Love Oracle with her paintings of the last decade and a half combining them with messages to help people embrace all their gifts and challenges. Janet holds an advanced diploma in counseling psychology and plans to further her studies to pursue counseling work. In this eighth episode, I will be talking to Janet about self-love and oracle cards. Our topic today is practicing the art of self-love with oracle cards. Hi, Janet. It's such a pleasure to have you today. Welcome to my podcast. It's a journey. Thank you. I'm glad to be here this morning. So today we're going to talk about um, Oracle cards and uh, more specifically, we, we're going to talk about um, self-love. So if you could um, introduce yourself and, and tell me how you became an astrologer, artist and writer, that would be great. Okay, so I'm Janet. I'm the artist and creator behind the self-love oracle. So these are the oracle cards we're going to talk about this morning. And yeah, so I sell these cards. I created them about like five years ago. And how I became an artist, writer, and astrologer. The art was probably the first thing I did. I, I started drawing. I remember my first memories of drawing as a kid was... Um, I was like drawing out my environment where I went to school. There were very detailed drawings of the buildings and the windows and the people I could see inside. So drawings always been with me. I've definitely um, kept on drawing throughout my whole life. Uh, the writing probably came when, again, a little bit older as a kid, I read a lot. Like I escaped true books a lot. So I think it, there were two ways for me to kind of express myself. And it was, I, I wrote down a lot of things. I, I spent a lot of years kind of like writing fantasy stories as well. And for me, it probably was, I was reading and writing um, and, and drawing fantasy, you know, um, subjects so much. So that was uh, almost like a hobby and an interest that I had from a very young age. 
And then I would say astrology is like the the newest interest I, I've got. And this was something I started 10 years ago. So around 2012 uh, was the first time I downloaded um, an astrology app onto my phone. And I just started looking at um, these astrology charts all the time. For me, it was a really cool language. It really is a language. And for me, it was very visual, but it also worked with psychology. So it worked with a lot of kind of like abstract concepts. And again, these were, to me, it was like a new language. It's like, oh my God, I can make sense of people's uh, personalities, or I can make sense of sometimes like this energy that was in the air at the time, just by looking at an astrology chart. So yeah, that was something I kind of like um, take a, started taking an interest in 10 years ago, uh, been kind of quietly studying it. And only in the past few years have I been confident enough to, I think, like bring it out into the open. Because for me, it makes so much sense. It um, Astrology was probably like the last tool in my, my healing toolbox that I found I really needed. Um, you know, when, when people kind of, I guess grow up and they start living in environments which might be telling them oh this is a problem with you or you need to change this part about yourself I mean we all have challenges but sometimes like we might be a bit too hard on ourselves so it actually does go a lot with that self-love theme because if you don't even know like that some of these things that you have inside yourself are almost like innate they were in your birth chart like I can look at someone's chart and say you probably had this challenge like since the very beginning mm -hmm. and it could have been something they were beating on themselves very hard um, but sometimes it's like once you say now it's okay like it's it's part of your makeup but we're going to try and help you with it today um, it's such a relief and that was basically like how I used astrology as well like I really feel that it helped me on my own kind of self-love journey and hoping to kind of like bring that to more people so yeah artist writing astrology that's how it's now all fitting together for me mm, super and you know um talking about um self-love i found that this has been associated with uh selfishness for a long long time and it's we are like kind of like moving away from that and it's more like about um, um self-care why, why do you think it's so difficult for us to um practice self-love um, I actually like how it's getting more attention now. I feel that we, especially like in the last two years, it's become so important to take care of ourselves because like the, it's, it's almost as if the outside challenges um, have gotten to this point where we realize actually these things are important. I think maybe, um, you know, if we were brought up in these environments that kind of told us, oh, thinking about yourself, taking care of yourself, it's selfish. It's just as you said, like we're supposed to put other people first. And when you really think about it, it's like, but we can only give so much. We actually need to like fill up our own cup. If we're giving out of ourselves all the time, at some point, you know, we are going to reach our own breaking point. And once we, once we break down, like, you know, we don't really know like what we need. I've, <laughs> This is something I kind of reached in my own life. Like if you're helping people and putting other people first, at some point when you need help, you might not even know what you need. And so for me, self-love is actually all part of like learning about 
how to live your life, how to take care of yourself, what your body needs, what your emotional needs might be. Um, and the thing is, it's like the better you take care of yourself, the better you are in top form, you know, in terms of your, your physical health, your mental health, and even your emotional health. And you've got all these tools. Um, you already, if you already know how to use these for yourself because of your own self-love practice, actually, if you really care about the people around you, then you start giving them your best as opposed mm -hmm. to giving from a cup that keeps emptying and emptying until, you know, something builds up, be it resentment or ill health. So it's a very practical thing. I think we, we need to kind of like reframe self-love, not so much as selfishness. It's definitely part of self-care. So I like that little, I like this little side lane into self-love viewing the self-care route, because I think that now all of us can agree that self-care is very important. I think now more than ever. So I'm I'm glad for it. I'm I'm really glad self-love is getting the attention that it is now. I think it really makes kind of like taking care of everyone easier when we all know what we need at any point in time. We're not just like playing guessing games and exhausting ourselves. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And did you have like at the time, um, did you have like a specific inspiration uh, for picking this theme rather than, than another one? I know that you, um, and I know that you are a mom, so I don't know when you mm -hmm. uh, you became a mommy. I don't know if like something was like something. Yes, I, I don't know whether all moms have the experience that <laughs> I've been, but you know, I think being a mom is exhausting. And for me, it was like when my daughter arrived, I was I, I felt as if I was thrown into the deep end of the pool because she was actually born with a small congenital defect. So I wasn't just taking care of like a a regular baby. I don't know if there's such a thing as a regular baby, but she did need a lot of extra care um, in the first year of her life. So I found myself under this extra pressure and it really was a, a learning journey for myself. It's like, you know, not only was I taking care of this baby, but I realized like it was a very hard lesson. Like I also needed to be taken care of as the mom. Like I, if I was like her primary caretaker and if I was breaking down, then it wouldn't do her any good either. Um, and so it was, it was kind of a, a long journey in terms of um, like finding out what I needed. And it really went into details. Like I needed quiet time. I needed rest time. I needed someone who could take over. I needed more sleep. I needed some like this kind of food. And it was a very steep learning curve. And strangely enough, it was also the time I, I felt as if I needed art more than ever. There's this thing about somehow for me, my self care and myself like replenishment actually needed art to be part of my life. Like I can't just set it aside and go, Oh, I've got a baby now, I can't paint anymore. I actually was craving it so badly. Um, so it took me some time to kind of figure that out. Like it was an essential part of my life. Um, so there were a couple of years that were pretty difficult. And I found myself a few years down the road, I was looking at a very different life. I actually did go through a separation and divorce like a few years after the arrival of my daughter. But it was also around this time I actually found other really strong women, other really strong single mothers um, who had 
either, you know, they, they had gone through that process of motherhood and doing it by themselves. And we were all kind of like spiritually inclined as well. And so being in that world of, okay, now we've got to take care of ourselves holistically. Now we've got to take care of ourselves spiritually as well. And these meditative um, meditation exercises and habits that had formed actually even before motherhood, I found myself bringing them back and we were doing things like self-love meditations. So you could say it started as a group effort just because I was around these, these women and we were kind of like teaching self-love. And even then I feel as if I was just at the beginning of a journey. I feel like I know more about self-love now than, than even then. So even though it was uh, a kind of a collaborative idea and I was the one kind of like putting the art into it, um, you know, I feel that actually building the deck and all the things that have happened since the deck was created, I keep learning more and more about self-love and about how essential it is. So I feel lucky in terms of even before I knew completely what I was doing, somehow yeah. I managed to create it. Um, and it's still, it's still wonderful to hear how people are using it and what they're getting out of it. Because I feel as if I, I was still new at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. learned more since then. Maybe there's another deck coming, but uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful tool. And I have to say that I I I, I don't know what I was looking for uh, on internet, and I found your deck, and I was like, um, "This lady's in Singapore. Okay, I'm gonna try." And since then, I totally fell in love, and I use I use it like every day. I love the very. Um, dedicate and very beautiful um, artwork. I love the, you know, um, each time there is like a little sentence and I'm gonna actually, um, that's the that's the card I, I, I pick for today, look deeper. And there, so there is like one, um, um, like a few words here and then there is a sentence and the artwork is so beautiful, so inspiring. I, I love it. So um, I, I feel that every morning I have like a, inside something conversation with myself i have like also like insight from the universe coming to me it's very special and very intimate for me um what are the other ways that uh, we can we can use um the your cards i mean for me it's like i put one in the morning what but i don't know if there are like any other ways that's that's how i do it so I, I really enjoy hearing from those people who can pull a card every day. I feel as if I know the deck too well that I can't do that for myself anymore. That's right. But I feel that, you know, when I, I myself, when, when I'm kind of curious, like, do I have any messages for me as I'm facing a certain problem? And mm -hmm. then I, so for, for, for these kind of like occasional pop-up questions, yeah. I'll use the deck. Or suddenly I feel... And, and I think you might have seen this on my Instagram page. Like sometimes I feel, oh wait, there's there's messages from the deck that want to go out because this thing is happening out there in the world. So I there's mm. for me, if if it's just that you have a question and you know that maybe the answer is some way of taking care of yourself. So it doesn't have to be a daily practice, it can be as you need it practice. You know, maybe it's time to draw a card or two or three. Um, but the other way that I kind of use um, um, oracle cards in general is just 
when I feel somehow like I'm stagnant and I'm uninspired and I don't want to, you know, open up my phone and start just distracting myself and start doom scrolling, but I might actually pick an Oracle deck and I want to see something that I wasn't expecting. I want to be surprised by something mm-hmm. um, or maybe I want something confirmed, but I do like drawing a card and then you know, you can meditate on it and say, okay, what are my reactions to this card? Do I feel as if I'm seen, I'm understood, like suddenly I've got this answer in my hand, or maybe it takes a bit of sitting down and trying to understand it, like to understand your own response to it. I feel that basically when we use Oracle cards, um, any Oracle cards at all, we're actually starting a conversation, you know, with this object, we're getting a message and then we want to see whether does it fit? I think I can work on this. And so that that writing part of me uh, that's been around since my childhood, because I love kind of like writing what was happening to myself as well. Um, I tend to use Oracle cards uh, for my journaling. So I might kind of like put my date on the top of the page, say, okay, I, I drew this card for today. And here's what I think is going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a really good exercise, I think, no matter how we use it to get in touch with ourselves. And it can give us like the next steps on I don't know, moving ourselves out of like stagnation or tiredness or just having like a little bit more inspiration and then we can we can go on from there. Mm. So yeah, daily inspiration or I think as and when you need a next step. Mm, mm, absolutely. And I really like what you say about like, if you also feel, so it can be like, if I feel tired, then I will put a card. If I feel like I'm, you know, I'm easily distracted by my fall, just scrolling down pick a card so much better and I really love that suggestion <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pull cards every day now like all the time <laughs> so, no, I mean or I think oracle cards can, can get addictive I think we start yeah. um we, we start realizing we can actually choose different tools um to use at these moments and again it's it's really good and part of our I think self-empowerment rather than falling back into maybe sometimes like old habits that are, are not the most healthy so starting these kind of new habits and using new tools where we can yeah. get them I, I think it's good it, it keeps us learning and growing mm. one one of um the other thing that you do and I really like is your uh, monthly um meeting that you have at the at the beginning of the of the month so it's like monthly reading and then, and then yeah. you talk about the upcoming month. And um, so as an astrologer, you go through the transit for the, for the month. And uh, it's, it's, it's really nice. I mean, for me, I really appreciate that. And then you, you're going to shovel your cards. You pick from a tarot deck. And then you're going to pick a card from, from your um, self-love um, um, oracle deck. So you do both. And... Do you have like, you shuffle, you shuffle, you shuffle, I see you, and then you pick the cards, and then you talk about the cards. So um, can you demonstrate um, for us, like either, you know, like your shoveling technique, or like a simple spray people can use, doesn't matter, you know, um, and then let's see, let's see what uh, comes out, out of the, the card you're going to pick today. Okay, so... For those who work with Oracle cards, if they if they only have a deck or even if they have several, I think one one thing that a lot of people start out doing is they'll like look at all the cards before they start using it, and which is fine. And one of the ways when I started out, um, when I was reading Oracle cards, was that I would make sure I actually had the cards at heart level. I, um, I 
you know, depending on, um, you know, what people believe, but I really believe that these need to co connect to your heart. And it should be the heart bringing you messages. Because again, for, for our day-to-day -day lives, we are usually like up, up here in our head. And it's true that, you know, the messages are being delivered through our eyes and we're kind of like processing what's going on up here. But in order to listen to our heart, I like to hold the cards at heart level. Like the first time I get any deck, I'm kind of going through all of the heart level and I'm imagining that these cards can connect to the heart. Mm -hmm. And so once that connection is established, um, and I feel like these two now have a bit of a relationship and that's when I also know that, you know, there's no right or wrong way to shuffle. I just shuffle this way because that's that's the way I've been shuffling since, um, I don't know, since I've ever <laughs> played with cards. And sometimes, like, when I'm doing this, and I've mentioned this on some of my videos as well, there, there can be times where it's, like, it's very easy to shuffle. And there can be times where I feel like the cards are a bit sticky. Mm -hmm. Or there are other days where it's, it's as if, like, three or five of them want to jump up at once. Mm -hmm. And so for, for people who are using cards with, for the first time, I'm gonna say you're never doing it wrong. <clears throat> I think you're just, um, you're just noting that something is going on. Like there's, there's a mood or there's an energy in the air, or maybe you are really tired and somehow you feel overwhelmed. And that's why several cards wanna jump out. I think it's interesting to, to take note of these things. And so if I'm shuffling yeah. and I do kind of stop and there's a, there's a feeling of going, okay, I can draw that card mm -hmm. or sometimes you're shuffling and the card falls out. My general yeah. rule is that if a card falls out and it falls face up, it's really trying to get your attention. But if it's like several cards jumping out, they stay face down. Okay. Maybe I'm a bit tired. I'm not shuffling my best, mm -hmm. but just for example, like I stopped at this one because I really did get like that, that feeling of, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and again, back to that, that feeling in the heart. That's where it's coming from. I'm not listening to my head. My heart's going okay. And so once I pay attention to that, um, yeah, I don't think you can draw a wrong card. <laughs> that's, so that's how I do it. I'm just going to see what this card is. So I just got own your power. <laughs> oh, nice. Which I think is perfect. Yeah, so it's a very powerful card yeah. for today. And I'm wearing yellow. So that's also like one of my power colors. But it's one of those things where... Um, yeah, it's, it's exactly what I said. I feel that we're we're always trying to think and think and think. And a lot of these um, exercises of using oracle cards and meditation, it's really trying to get back into our body, get back to listening yeah. to the heart. Yeah, um, It's just that sometimes we get these tools to play with and it makes it a bit more, again, more playful, more joyful. And that's, that's also when we start relaxing and start really like coming into these, these like deep wells of uh, wisdom and power that we haven't been accessing because we're in the wrong place, maybe. Mm. The, the way I, I do it, actually, I, I put the, so the cards and then I use my hands also to guide me and whatever I, I feel that there is like um, something like hot, like I feel the heat, mm. then I, I usually pull the cards. That's, that's usually how, I have like no idea what I'm doing that. I, I just I just felt that I wanted to use my hands to I don't know to feel the cards or whatever. So it, I think that's a really good way. I I, I forgot that I I used to do that in the beginning of my journey too. as well. Yeah. I used to do that, 
like when you do the whole like spread of cards yeah. I, I don't know whether I still have the ability to like spread them out but when mm-hmm. you do that and and if you trust your hands and because yeah. your hands are connected to the heart is a really good way so mm-hmm. yeah good, good. good on you for for fighting cool. thank you yeah. <laughs> you know um the, like you so with your the consultation you have like you know like with your clients is there something that's one topic that people are really uh, drawn to? Like they always come back about like, you know, asking that specific question. Yeah. So the two types of questions that I get the most often, one would be, you know, what am, I, what am I supposed to do? Like, what's my career? Where should I go? That one, that one is a good one for, for astrology, but I think the, the overwhelming question I get most of the time and, and why people seek me out is uh, relationships. So, I mean, relationships are such an important part of our life. I think it's one of those places where um, it really affects almost like our ups and downs, our moods and how, how strong and supported we feel in our everyday life. So the difficult question that I might get in a consultation is if I'm experiencing a difficult relationship um, and this is happening every day, it's giving me these feelings, uh, it's giving me these challenges, what, what do I do? Is there... The, you know, and, and if it's an astrology consultation, I can look at how these two people are interacting um, and what the purpose of the relationship might be. If I'm using cards, it's actually quite it's actually quite funny to me. Like a lot of people who are in the beginning of a relationship, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to go to the cards because we might not have all their birth details. Yeah. But um, it's it's quite interesting what the cards will reveal about that person as well. And you can kind of see that, um, you know, in any relationship, I need to remind people about this, that the dynamics of it actually come from the two of you. So um, back to self-love, it's it's like if you're having challenges in a relationship, no one person can solve it by themselves. You're actually now in a dynamic where two people need to work together um, and so like, no matter whether it's astrology or card reading, I have to remind them of this. If it's two people who need to work together, but the effort's only being made by one person. And very commonly it's, it's the client who's trying everything, including, you know, coming to me. My, my first, my, my first kind of question is how much is this other people going, this other person going to work with you? Are you? Are you going to have a heart-to-heart talk or is it going to be something where you keep trying and trying and you're actually avoiding that difficult emotion of maybe seeing them um, for for who they are? If you're dealing with long patterns and the patterns are not changing, Mm -hmm. then the only person who can kind of change is you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's one of those things. It's like it's a very common reason why people come to me. Uh, and yeah, there, there are some answers that I can give them, but it always goes back to the self-love. It's like, what are you actually, um, ready to do and what are you trying to avoid? And that question about what that person is trying to avoid in terms of a realization, in terms of dealing with maybe guilt or regret or disappointment, all these things that they're avoiding, it's still gonna come back. They still need to process it. But sometimes we're avoiding these things simply because we don't have the tools. Like we don't have someone telling us 
okay, I know it sucks, but it's going to be temporary. And if I check your chart for you, I can tell you like when, um, you know, new love or new luck is going to come in again. So all these things I feel like in terms of, yeah, that's the most common question. How do I get through a bad patch? How do I get through a bad relationship? How do I get through this, this, this challenge that I'm facing at the moment? And I find it's really important to um, not so much promise that suddenly magically things will change around them, but the solution's always with them. One part of the solution, mm. at least like one half of the solution is with them and they can kick that into, into action. Mm, super. Thank you so much for the insight, for sharing that with us. It's uh, really, really interesting. But before um, before we um, close the, this uh, discussion, there is uh, one more question I, I always ask uh, my guests and it's about... Um, a daily practice. So I'm gonna say, I mean, daily or like your routine. Um, do you have Do you have one? When What do you do? So I have a bit of a haphazard routine, as in I try to get um, some exercise in every day, and I try to do it in the early morning. So if I'm up like before it's fully bright, then I'll definitely go for a walk, and I make sure I stay out in you know somewhere around nature for at least half an hour. So that, that does help me have days which I feel a bit more calm and more grounded. Um, and yet, like during the time that I'm having my walk, I'm also like selecting my music playlist and making sure like, I'm listening to something I really like. So it, it's a good reminder, I think, of what we have to look forward to, what we enjoy. And then I think also there seems to be like a special club of people who are up so early that morning. So we start recognizing each other and greeting each other. It's like it's such a small thing, but it's such a big thing too, like setting the tone for your day. Um, so even if I don't know your name, let's kind of like start recognizing them and like building that, that little like parasocial community. Um, but the other part of my, I think my, my daily practice, I probably do this more often than the walks, is that I'll do self-check-ins during, um, during the day. And this is, uh, this is the, definitely something that I, I, again, because we are always moving during the day, or we're always thinking during the day, and we're falling back into sometimes these, these habits that might not be the best for us, and we might also have these moments where all of a sudden like everything grinds to a halt either you're super frustrated or suddenly you've lost track of what you want to do or you've just realized it's like hang on I've just I don't even know what I've done in the last five minutes because I started like falling to the old habit of scrolling through my phone for for example I really have to like put it down and I do a self-check-in um so that's really just when I go into my body so it's it's really almost a, a a very quick meditation because i i always encourage people if they're sitting down they're sitting still try to feel what is going on in every part of your body so it's doing a bit mm -hmm. of a body scan mm -hmm. in terms of okay what's coming through my five senses how much of that is making an impact on me is there too much noise is there too little noise um you know and then you once you start doing this self-check-in and realizing, okay, something's making me uncomfortable or something's making me too lethargic, um, you start to adjust. And again, it helps that self-awareness. It helps that being proactive and going, okay, I know what I need now. So it, 
I think it, it again, like in terms of forming connections and forming relationships, we do need to have that relationship with ourselves, like our inner wisdom, our body. So I think that's where the self-check-in um, is really important because I'm really just like, it can't be my head controlling the whole day. It's so yeah. easily distracted. It's so easily like sucked into weird little rabbit holes. Um, so it needs to be that that power almost needs to be shared with the other parts of me. And that's where I think the self-check-in really works. Mm, beautiful. I, I love it. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Janet, for uh, this wonderful conversation. And, and thank, thank you so you. much for, for creating this deck that really uh, makes a difference in our lives, in my life. Um, and uh, it was so lovely to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much it's been lovely talking to you too thank you you can learn more about Janet and her monthly readings on Facebook at Janet Chewy Art and on Instagram at Janet.Chewy.Art I also invite you to visit www.JanetChewy.com all the links are listed below in the comment section on YouTube Thank you to all our listeners and see you very soon for more on healing, self-love and your personal journey. Thank you for listening and for taking time for yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast, share this episode with others on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch the latest from Ujvati, follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Ujvati. Thanks again and see you on the next episode.